Hi, my name is Akinola Davis Jr. This is a Desert Isle Mix podcast. Um, I'm getting my guests to choose five tracks they associate with Burberry and the synonymous Czech. And then they're also going to be talking about their favorite pieces from the most recent collection. Today, my guest is Femi. Just, just call him Femi. That's what he's known yeah, as. Yeah, that's my last name. Uh, or Eddie Fiction. Eddie Fiction, yeah, on Eddie the side. Fiction yeah. On the side. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little bit about, a little bit about Femi. Um, Femi's based in East London. You've been based in East London for how long? I've been living in East London for like twenty years. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, twenty years. I'm like half. I moved. That. Yeah, I moved. I moved to Mayor Street. Yeah, twenty years ago. Okay, I moved to Dawson like literally ten years ago. Oh seriously? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, awesome. tr- I'm playing catch up. <laughs> um, Femi's also the founder of NTS. Yeah, that's right. Is it like a secret that people don't know what NTS stand for? Is it just like a bit of random? I mean, it's like one of those things, like if people ask, then I'll tell them. Yeah. But then sometimes I tell them and then people are like, I wish I never asked. Yeah. Because it's like, it's very random. Yeah. But if you, it's, it's, about, it's from The Simpsons, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's like a Homer Simpson quote. It's, like, it's not actually a Homer Simpson quote, it's a... Uh, it's an article Homer Simpson wrote in an episode. It's like real, it's like Simpsons. That's proper like yeah. Simpsons Fan fandom. From, yeah, 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 yeah. But it means nuts to soup. It means, yeah, it means nuts to soup. So yeah. I always thought it meant like the process of making nuts into soup. No, it's... No. Uh, <laughs> that was no. wrong. No, but it kind, it kind of is in the, in the sense that it's, it's, the, it's, it's the start from the beginning, from the start to the finish, basically. Yeah. But it's actually off the old American saying soup to nuts, which mm. is like... I think, I think it was the pilgrims, they used to have soup for start, when they had dinner, mm. they have soup for starters and mm. nuts for dessert. Oh, lavish. Yeah, but they, exactly. <laughs> that was the, yeah, that was the, that was, that was the style back then. Oh, but so then, um, there's an episode of The Simpsons mm. where Homer Simpson becomes a food critic. Oh, wow. And his whole thing is just like, he takes his spin on it and it turns into nuts to soup and that's where I got it from. Amazing. Yeah. Was it, was it, was it, was it like, you thought of the name and that was it? Or did you have to go through that thing where you're having to think of loads of different names? To be honest with you, it was like, so before I started the radio station, I used to have a blog. Mm. Like this is obviously blog, yeah, blog, so blog days, yeah. yeah. And, um, and basically on the blog, it was just people sending mixes. Mm. But then when I decided to switch it from people sending me mixes and playing it live and just have it broke, to learn how to broadcast, mm. I then, um, I just couldn't think of a name of the radio station. So I was just like, Keep it with the blog. I just keep it with the blog, man. Yeah. Just it's like NTS. Yeah. So, so try and move it separate from the blog, but yeah. then also try, um, try to make it sound different. I was yeah. like, I want to go for like a BBC type thing. Cute. It's like three letters. Was like, it know. hard to patent or was it hard to trademark? No, there's no. It wasn't that hard. I mean, there's definitely there's some like telecommunication company in Pakistan. It's yeah. called NTS, and yeah. it's the National Treasury something. Yeah. So it wasn't that hard. Um, I actually don't. I but it's also. I, I feel like maybe now because it's so synonymous with what, with radio. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just like, and it also has a ring to. It. Yeah, yeah. NTS. NTS. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah, yeah. NTTP. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so. Well, that was the, that was also the other thing. It just needed to be something that was like, 
that role to, yeah. that people could easily say. For sure. And so, I don't know, I was just trying to keep it. To be honest, the name at the time was like the, the hardest thing to come up with. I bet. Uh, yeah, names are always the hardest thing, yeah. though, I think. I've tried so many different, and I can't even remember the list of names that I had. So, NTS, right? Yeah. It's a global music platform. That's right. Uh, you got studios in London. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Yep. In Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And Manchester. Yes. What was the most difficult one to open? Uh, LA has been a pain. Yeah. Gonna, gonna, LA's been the most difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, it's, it's, it's not been difficult, as in it's, it's just a very different... Different landscape. It's a different landscape. Yeah. You know, like, take, taking the travel aside, I think it is embedding yourself in a city that's very, very, very different from London, but also quite similar, very yeah. sparse. Yeah. All the other cities are quite close together mm. you know you know everyone drives in LA something it, it, it was just trying to adjust to this new place yeah you know having to understand regulation laws in 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 LA yeah. you know trying to get a space there's a public space then making sure that it's earthquake proof stuff that you never have to think about yeah. in London yeah. okay so I got some background on you yeah so you grew up in Tufnell Park that's right yeah, yeah. and I, I guess I'm gonna say all these because I want to know how maybe you think it affects you mm. or, or what you've created or mm. how you think of yourself, right? Yeah. So you grew up in Tuffinal Park in North London. Mm-hmm. You attended Aloysius College, yeah. old boys in Highgate. Yeah, St. Aloysius, yeah. You did a marketing degree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you worked... Hated it. You hated it. Yeah, I only <laughs> did it because my mum and my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Luton. Okay. So it was, it, was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a terrible university then. Yeah. I think it's still pretty bad now. <laughs> but like, it's... Yeah. Um, yeah, I met some cool people there. I don't really, yeah. So if Luton were like, oh, you're an um, no, alumni, do you want to come and speak to everyone? Like, bro, I didn't even go for my graduation. Oh, wow. I just, I, uh, yeah, I just got my degree and I never turned back. Yeah. Did you, does that mean like you enjoyed academia or not so much? When I first went into uni, I actually studied further maths because mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going to see if I can take my maths skills yeah. to the next level. Yeah. But then, like, further maths is very, very different. I can imagine. <laughs> it's very that's, different like my, that's my idea of a nightmare. Man. It is so different from, like, regular... It's like, next, it's like computer it's like science. Stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, cool. This is... I'm, I'm capped <laughs> at the GCSE <laughs> maths. I reached a level, yeah. <laughs> but then, so I switched to something that... I wanted to do something that was more creative, I guess. Mm. And I thought, my whole thing was like, I want to do like, come up with ideas for billboards and mm. ads and stuff like that. Because so I thought I'd just work in advertising. Yeah. So in the end, it's been quite helpful, in a way. I, well, I mean, I, 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 I can't really, if I if you ask me what I learned from my degree that I've used in life, it's hard for me to say, man, <laughs> honestly. But you know, it's nice to have a degree, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Okay, so then you worked, I think me and you worked in the same uh, uh, retail company. Shop. Maybe not at the same time, maybe around yeah, the same yeah, time, yeah, but yeah. you were an online manager for that. Um, but you used to DJ on the side. Yeah. Always vinyl? Always vinyl, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, it was only really, yeah, that time, at that time, time yeah. it was only really vinyl, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then at some point, you started an ethical cleaning company called Sweet Boy. Yeah. So I just started, I had this stupid idea. It wasn't a stupid idea. I was just like, do this ethical cleaning company, call it mm. Sweet Boy. Um, S U I T E, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it. I did a couple of jobs. Then I got one. I wasn't really equipped to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cleaning is definitely not. Did my. you have? Did you have cleaners you hired? So I basically, I, I, 
I asked a lot of the cleaners who used to work at the store. Okay, the yeah, 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 that's so good. I, good. Yeah, that's yeah. Good so I just, I just reached out to them and I was like, hey, I've got this company. I'm starting this like ethical company. And they probably company. liked you, so they were like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. were going really well. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool, we'll come work for you and stuff like that. And, um, and then so I started it and when I realized I couldn't do it was when they called me up to clean a window on the sixth floor, like a fifth yeah. floor building. And I'm, I'm fucking shit scared of heights. <laughs> I can't do heights. And I was just like, I, I didn't go to it. it. It's not for me. Yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, that didn't last very long. Okay. No. Mm. Um, maybe a little known fact or maybe a well-known fact. You helped start Boiler Room in 2010. Yeah. And for the first few months you were hosting alongside Tristan. And Blaze. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, I mean, I remember when he hit me up about it. I thought it was another one of Blaze's like crazy, <laughs> crazy <laughs> ideas. <laughs> crazy ideas. But he told me about it. He showed me around the building. He mm. took me, actually took me to the place where it was meant to be where the, where it was meant to be shot was in the boiler room of the building mm. of that building which still exists mm. but then it turns out that part of the building had, had asbestos in it so okay. we couldn't shoot in there so we yeah. moved it to the top but the name boiler room stuck yeah and so i used to host it i was doing it i think i was doing it i think i can't remember if we were doing it once a week when we first started mm. i think it was once a week every tuesday this is your trilby hat days my trilby hat days <laughs> god <laughs> So I used to wear a trilby too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that that was the trilby era for yeah, a lot of people. Thankfully really. those days are <laughs> done. Gone and buried yeah, yeah, yeah. until someone brings it up again. Yeah, hopefully and, not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, you quit your job to start mm. NTS radio. So quick quick one, it's not written on here, but did you guys you guys must have caught on to streaming early on, right? Yeah, I mean initially when I first started thinking about NTS, I was thinking about maybe it could be a pirate. Um, obviously, I just, I, I didn't, I knew the work that went into doing, setting up pirate radio stations because a couple of friends of mine had done it when I was like 18 mm. in Edmonton. Mm. When Boiler Room started, Blaze had seen DJ MK and a couple of people do a few things mm. similar to that, I think it's called something from the kitchen or something. Mm. Basically, MK would have DJs come through into the kitchen yeah. and rap because he was a rap DJ. Sure. And they'll come through and have like crazy guests come through and he would just stream from his kitchen. Yeah. Blaze had seen that and said, we can make this work with this. Yeah. And then for me at the time, I was weighing up like streaming or pirate, mm. um, tr trying to plug antennas and shit like that. And, and that life is not for me. Like, yeah. I'm not built for that stuff. I'm also not trying to go to jail as well, because yeah, yeah. you can go to jail for that. Yeah, for real. So I just like, as soon as the, I, as soon, I, I think my fear was teaching myself how to stream, because mm. I'm not very, I'm not very tech savvy. Mm. Um, and I think the challenge for me was having to learn how to stream it. And then I just, I've never been more focused with anything in my life, was mm. learning how to stream mm. audio. And so I taught myself, learned, took me like two, three months, like mm. read a ton of books, mm. um, looked at, read a bunch of forums and stuff mm. like that. And just, yeah, just said, you know what, I'm just gonna try this and just, yeah, focused Sick. on it and did it, yeah. Sick. Yeah. Um, okay, so where does the don't assume come from, the NTS slogan? I mean, it's, it's two things. It's one of my favorite records. It's a record I love called Don't Assume. Yeah. It's this woman called Maggie Nichols and this pianist called Peter New. It's like a jazz record. And then, um, it, the, the whole approach for the station is don't assume because it, the whole idea for NTS was to have a, 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 a station or music platform that was kind of, you know, London, you know, obviously because it started in London and London being at its core mm. and London being such a diverse city, 
I just felt there wasn't anywhere for me, someone who loved a wide range of music to listen to, not just me, me, my, a lot of my friends, mm. for, for us to listen to this, to offers the wide tastes that we had. And so the whole idea was to start something where you would have a rap show followed by a grime show followed by a metal show followed by, just to like highlight the diversity but also to surprise people and maybe open people up to something new mm. so the whole thing of don't assume is like don't expect because this is a, it's a, radio, it's a yeah. radio station you're going to get the traditional format this is going to be a real free fall you know it's almost like a it's almost like a, what they call those things when you're in the fruit machine. It's almost like, it's almost like a fruit machine. It's yeah. what you're going to get. You don't know what you, what's going to land. Yeah, expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected, basically. Yeah. And, but, like, but also keeping that sort of consistent flow sure. running through it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's where the sort of don't assume idea came from. Yeah. And then it just happened to be one of my favourite records as well. It's, that, a pretty it's, good, it's a pretty good slogan. NTS aired for the first time on Sunday evening, 3rd of April. Uh, test run 3rd of April. So test run. Live, live official launch. Live 4th of April 2011. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank 10 you. 10 years old. Thank you very much. Um, and you did it from the back of a small shack in Gillette Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, endorsed in four hours. Four hours, of yeah. House and Electro. Yeah. By a man named Martin. Martin. Yeah, Martin, yeah. who moved to Italy, I think. Um, he's not with us anymore. But he did the test run on April 3rd. Okay. So we just let him just... Yeah, go on there, try it out. I was trying to monitor the stream. Mm. This is so after all the months of learning how to stream. Yeah, this is the official test for me. Yeah, because I'd set my mind. I'd only pushed the date back yeah. once because I think I was meant to launch in March, and I told friends, "Yeah, we're going to launch in March." Blah blah blah. But um, we hadn't. I hadn't worked out. I hadn't figured out. <laughs> I hadn't clocked the internet. The internet situation yeah. was, uh, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, I could go into the stories about the internet, but that's another conversation. Yeah. But like April 3rd was the trial run, um, and we just let it run. Martin did a four hour set and he just played house electro music for like four hours, and, and it ran smooth. So, and then 9 a.m. the next day, we so officially shout launched. Out to Martin. Yeah, wherever he is, wherever man. you are, Martin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Was he just was he a friend or just a guy? No, who was just some play? random guy. Just hit me up. Just like because we used to put posters all around London. Yeah. Before we launched, and then honestly, I didn't think that many people would would respond. Yeah. Um, and then um, he was one of the few people that hit me up, and people would just come down while I was because I had to build. I built the studio. Mm. I had to like you know I was borrowing pieces of wood from skips and like mm. not borrowing taking pieces of wood from skip. And trying to fit, but people would come down and help mm. me set it up. But after I told them that I'm trying to build this thing from square, yeah, 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 amazing. And you know, and so he just started coming down and hanging out in the square. Mm. And then after he'd applied to do a show, and then we just became kind of friends from there. And I was like, "Do you want to do the trial run for the first show?" And yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then he just brought some records and did it. Yeah, Sick. yeah. Um, I'm gonna just reel off a few things so then we can get into music. Okay. All right, cool. So. In 2014, NTS won an award mm-hmm. uh, for best online radio yeah. uh, in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. And then you, I think at that point, and Annex Studios have opened since then, Annex Studios have opened in Manchester, Shanghai, and Delayed, like yeah. I said. Yeah. Uh, you have a residency with Rockefeller, Rockefeller the, the building. The Rockefeller building, yeah, yeah. So we, the Rockefeller is one of our partners we had that and we, we still do some stuff with them but yeah. um obviously because of covid we haven't yeah. been to do anything but yeah they're one of our one of our 
one of, one of my interesting partners. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then you uh, Warp Records 30th anniversary takeover. Yeah, you did it's that. brilliant. It was special. Like everyone at NTS is like a Warp Records. I mean, yeah, I feel like most people who like music. Are yeah, Warp I mean, that like Warp Records. I mean, if you're into like some form of electronic music, yeah. you, you, you probably have a record from Warp Records. For so. sure. So to be able to do something around your 30th was cool. And then probably the two ones I know you the most for is you have an NTS Adidas capsule collection That's right. with merch. Yeah. I know I've got I've got the shoes, I've got yeah. the tracksuit, and I've got the hoodie. Oh, nice, used to yeah. get a hoodie, yeah. I, got, I, was like, I, I haven't got any of it. I want the whole <laughs> bit. I've got um, the shorts, I think, the yeah. formal shorts, and that's it. And then the one I think you said you were most proud of is 2013 two-day NTS Notting Hill Carnival stage. Yeah, I think on a per- there's many things NTS has done, like there's been the Apex twin, twin live stream, mm-hmm. there's been um, the Remote Utopias saying mm-hmm. there's been the most deaf comedy show. Do you remember that? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, less, don't know, I don't know if that's less, a proud moment. Let's say about, about, about that. that, that, that but, but I know about but you remember the that. infamous. The infamous, the infamous. Yeah. There's been so much. But still a moment. Still a moment, yeah. yeah. There's been so many moments, but for me on a personal level, the, mm-hmm. um, the, um, because for me, Notting Hill Carnival, obviously growing mm-hmm. up in London, Notting Hill Carnival was like, something that everyone wants to play at or host a stage at, you know. And as a promoter, which I was, I was promoting parties before, um, it was like bucket list thing. Mm. And did it in 2013, um, worked like crazy on it, got stage, massive stage, so it was, 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 and the weather was blessed. It was Mm. just, yeah, for me, the highlight of the 10 years has been, on a personal note, has been doing that because yeah. it was just one of the things I've always, from the age of fourteen or thirteen, mm-hmm. when I first started getting carnival, it's the one of the things I've always wanted to do. Yeah. So yeah, and you know, NTS is also very sort of like, I don't want to say it's a niche, but it's like a real. I don't want, it's not a music head thing. It's mm-hmm. it's like a music lovers platform. You have to mm-hmm. really love music mm-hmm. um, to like maybe fully get it. You know, because it's a very um, I mean, you, you can love music and not get it, but like, um, and still get it, but like, it's just a very, it's, I guess it's just the exposure that we, it, basically we don't, we don't do anything, we just don't do anything just for hype, basically. Yeah. We just do it because we love yeah. music. Yeah. And I guess maybe that. I think it shows. Yeah. I was, I was saying the other day that I think the energy and love and nurture that goes into something it shows in that thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because actually it's just, you do it because you love because it. Because you love it, yeah. And that fun aspect of it always comes Could out. Come out, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, and that's it. It's been 10 years of crazy fun. Yeah. Stress as well. Speaking but. of crazy fun, your influences, I'll read them off. Uh, M- MTV2, Pirate Radio, Raving, Plastic People, yeah. The Cure, Prince. Prince, yeah. Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball, yeah. Uh, you had well, I, Prince then had well, The Cure and Headbangers Ball were mainly from me discovering that though that the music from Headbangers Ball and, yeah. and The Cure by having MTV, yeah. Um, MTV was the one, wasn't but it? yeah, yeah, exactly. And we were one of the first people in, in the estate that we grew up in mm. um, to have um, uh, cable mm. satellite, I think it was satellite tish back then, yeah. Um, and so we had MTV, I think. So for me, it was just, it was one of those things of like, it was, um, I would listen to that at home. Mm. 
a school not many people the school I went to anyway not many people were listening to the cure, cure. <laughs> or, or Prince maybe. or Prince yeah, yeah. so it was, it was in a conversation it was like my secret home listening stuff yeah at school it was more the rap stuff yeah. and jungle stuff and you know UK garage stuff but yeah. Um, so yeah that's how I got into it that's, that's, that's it, like so. I mean the first tape I ever had was Elvis Presley's greatest hits oh seriously yeah my mum gave it to me yeah because yeah. I grew up in Nigeria so you'd have to listen to it on tape so oh, I knew same, like same. all yeah, yeah, Elvis yeah, yeah, yeah. songs yeah Whilst everyone was like listening to rap and R and B, my first tape was Snoop Dogg, Doggy Pound. My aunt gave Doggy it to style, or Doggy, Doggy Style. Yeah. My auntie gave it to me in Nigeria as well. Oh, Lagos. Wow. Yeah. 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 Shout out to the aunties holding yeah, yeah. us down, you know, yeah, the yeah. Um It says here you had a twin aunt and uncle with eclectic music taste. Yeah. So that that aunt that gave me the Dog Pound. Okay. So my so I have twin. I have. T- Three sets of twins in my family. Jesus. Two on my mom's side, one yeah. on my dad's side. And my aunt and my uncle, my my aunt was into like, my uncle was into fella mm. and and randomly, and then and but he was also a fan of Boy George and, yeah. and you know, and my aunt was more into to rap stuff. Mm. Um, and she, she got me into Snoop mm. and got me into Arrested Development and Amazing. into all that sort of stuff. So I, I got a lot of my music, mainly from both of them. Mm. It wasn't really from, from my parents. Yeah. Uh, my mum, I don't even really know what my mum's into. But That's amazing. Yeah. And American College Radio? Yeah, I mean, that's that was, very niche. I mean, American Co- I stumbled upon American College Radio. It's like early internet days yeah. when, when, I was a, when I was at Luton. I, I basically, the only form of entertainment I had was like radio because mm. my TV just wouldn't work. Mm. I don't know if it was something the antenna wouldn't work or mm. whatever. And so all I had was radio. And then when I'd go into the uni library, I'd use the internet. Stumbled upon all these sort of like old, mm. I don't even know if it was MP3s at the time, but recordings of just college radio mm. in America. And there was, this, there was this sort of free form approach that they take, because obviously there's, there's no commercial restraints mm. or that sort of stuff over there um, with college radio. Yeah. And I learned so much about music there because you would have a host who's playing like a jazz record and then next thing will play like like a punk record. Yeah. And that that was where my whole the whole that that sort of freeform attitude of mm. music for someone who was also interested in a wide range of music, mm. um, find this kind of stumbling upon like American college radio yeah. um, or, uh, back then was yeah, it was a real inspiration yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of inspiration, what what's the most? What did you pick up from Burberry's new collection? Um, it was the I mean the the scarf is always the the, the, the one go-to. The, the, the go-to the yeah. jacket yeah the what, burgundy scarf. What do you remember about the scarf? Or what was like your first? What was your first memory interaction with like a Burberry the Burberry check? I just remember all the sort of like. <laughs> I remember the kids in school. Mm. It was like a thing, you know. The kids in school. The, the, if you had a Burberry scarf or mm. you had like a Burberry jacket, mm. it was kind of like you were kind of, um, I guess, cool. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the word is for it. But you were sort of like having Burberry. Having the scarf was like the main thing. Mm. You know, it's something that everyone it stood out. You can you see it, you recognize it, mm. you know what it was. And so for me, you know, when, when I think of Burberry, you know, I think of the I think the scarf was yeah. the first. It was the foot. My first idea of what it is was from that. Yeah, know? I think mine was like the baseball cap, and oh, maybe yeah, yeah. it was even a bootleg version. 
but yeah but but i remember seeing it i didn't know what burberry was yeah i just yeah. remember i knew the check before i knew what it was basically yeah i i i mean i didn't i honestly didn't really know i mean you i didn't i honestly didn't really know because i just saw other people wearing it mm. and it was like it was it was just all the sort of like like the kids that everyone wanted to be like yeah so it was just like i guess <laughs> like, whatever, that is, whatever, cool. that, whatever it is it's cool because yeah. everyone they all seem to be wearing it and everyone else like you know talks about it so that's how it came to me yeah head. yeah i remember yeah predominantly the cap and then my it turned into like the bucket hat yeah the bucket hat's the thing the bucket yeah. hat the the jackets yeah, and the, then so the jacket, the max, so the trench, the trench coat, yeah, the or whatever. yeah, um, and shorts, the shorts, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a very, I mean, there's just one of some of the tracks I picked. There was mm. a very, it's so funny because the the certain kids would wear so around the sort of like I mean, the Brit pop era in the nineties. Mm. Certain kids would wear a certain type of Burberry that mm. would listen to sort of the more sort of. Some of the tracks I picked, like mm. Stone Roses type mm. of stuff, so they'd probably be more in the baseball caps. Yeah. And the other kids, who were more sort of like the club kids, mm. would wear the scarf. The scarf. Yeah. So it was like different pieces of items for I different point for your different, music. Yeah, yeah. You could tell what they were into by what items that they wore. Amazing. Um. So yeah. So that's how okay. So let's get into your tracks. Okay. Cool. Uh, you gave my researchers a hard time. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cool because like it's kind of like digging for gold, you know. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good for them to like learn what this stuff. Is. I I had to like I had to think I had to think back for yeah. some of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So as this Desert Owl uh, mixed podcast, mm. um, your first track, mm. Indigo. Yeah. Indigo. Are you sleeping? Yeah. Classic. Yeah, garage classic. What what what. What's, what is it about that track? I mean, it's it's just from it, that track from my earliest raving days, mm. um, from the age of like 16, 15. Mm. I mean, it was it, it's a UK garage classic. Mm. And so when I used to travel, I used to travel all the way. A lot of the, a lot of the clubs I used to go to randomly used to be in South London, mm. in Vauxhall. I'm trying to remember the name of the place. But there was a couple of nights, exposure twice as nice, that sort of stuff. Um, that was one of the classic tunes back then, and so you just go to the party, and there would be a lot of people wearing Burberry there. Yeah. So it was just like it was just natural for me to select that as my first track. For sure. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. It's just a classic. I yeah, I feel like when you when you talk about Garrett, there's some tunes that you, are just part of the family tree. Yeah, like, yeah. Automatically. Yeah. It was the first one I could think of. I was like. I had, to be honest, I didn't even listen to it for a long time. Mm. And when I, when I started doing the, um, I think we were talking about this earlier, mm. when, we, when I started thinking back as to what I was listening to back then, that song just gave me flashbacks of, to a certain period of my life, mm. like a long time ago, like, you know. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's totally synonymous with garage new music. I mean, you can't have like a best of garage and not yeah, have that, having that song in it. Yeah. So, so yeah. And it's yeah. one of those songs, even from the name, you're like, yeah. Uh, oh, you say, yeah. yeah. So what I've got written about, yeah, my my researchers just wrote good garage track. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the most thing you can figure out. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a, I mean, I just it's kind of kind of, there's not much more else you can say yeah, about it. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Club anthem. Your second track. Yeah. Logic. Blues for you. Yeah. What what is it about that track? 
so when I first started DJing as well, so when I first started getting into DJing, I mm -hmm. wanted to be a garage DJ. Yeah, I think uh, we all were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was, you know, that, it, it was the label Strictly, uh, Strictly Rhythm. It was predominantly, it was a bit of a house label as well. Mm -hmm. It was kind of my opening into house music. Mm -hmm. That track was, again, me wanting to be that guy in the club, mm -hmm. not the MC though, I couldn't do the MC stuff, but just be a guy in the club. And so that was one of the first records I yeah. ever bought um, at the age of God knows when. I, I remember, know. I think everybody wanted to be a garage DJ because garage girls are really hot. Yeah. And they always used to dress up. They used to make the effort, man. Yeah, they would make everyone, the effort. Everyone made the effort. I don't yeah. even know where I got the money for the clothes back then. I mean, yeah. I used to work, I was working at Pizza Hut. I think I was working at Pizza Hut yeah. then. And again, I can't imagine you at Pizza Hut. I was working at Pizza Hut, man. I was getting paid three pounds sixty an hour. Oh wow! Free pizzas though. Free pizzas, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. But I mean, all my money used to go on arms, yeah, all of it, and um, and it was just all to go out mm. on the weekend to the clubs because everyone like you, you fell out of place if you didn't make an effort, mm. and all the shops that used to sell stuff. Um, so. Yeah, it was definitely, it's, it's, it's a real, it's, it's an era like, yeah. Yeah, to look back on. I went to school outside London, so I didn't get to go to garage um, raves. I ended up going to loads of drum and bass raves. It's totally different. Yeah. I, I, feel like I, missed the, I feel like I missed the drum and bass wave. Yeah, you, you didn't miss that. It was great. I did, I did dip into it a little bit. Comparatively, like, yeah. like garage girls, drum yeah, and bass girls. Yeah, no, there, there was a... I see some videos, man. I, I always, I, 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 I'm always asking my mum if she's got any pictures. Because mm. funnily enough, my mum used to back. Because I went through my whole era. You know, we all go through eras. We've mm. talked about the Trilby hat mm. era already. And there was a whole era of me wearing, m me making an effort to like yeah. really buy fancy stuff. Yeah. And my mum actually used to be really su supportive. Like, yeah, yeah, she looked nice. You know, yeah. like typical Nigerian mum. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, make an effort. And then, um, then I went through my vintage era, mm. which was um, a little bit more scruffy. <laughs> She's like, I need to just go back to the to the stuff that he used to wear before. Yeah. But um, but yeah, man, it was uh, it was definitely. It was de I think I understood the, more the, the value of money then when I was in my vintage era. But um, but yeah, no, yeah, one of my favorite tracks and the first record I ever bought. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just okay. uh, love it. Let's go to your next track. Mm. Stone Roses, I want to be adored. So I picked that track because of, and I mean, I said there's there's kind of like two. I don't want to call it tribes, but like yeah, yeah. in school they were mm -hmm. like the more so I'd say maybe predominantly white mm -hmm. kids, you know, who were like more into sort of Britpop type stuff, mm -hmm. and then and then there's the garage kids, right? Mm -hmm. And the Stone Roses track even though it was way before, I think that track came out in the 80s at some point. Yeah. It was, it was a track that used to get played a lot by those kids mm. in school, the Britpop crew. Because mm. it was almost like pre-Brit, Stone, Stone Roses were almost like pre-That Sound, yeah. pre-Oasis, pre-Blur, whoever. Yeah. It's still one of my favorite songs. Yeah. 
Um, and Ian, I, I remember actually when I, I know Ian Brown's lost the plot a little yeah. bit recently. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, I remember actually when I met Ian Brown, yeah. I used to I used to remember we were working at mm. the store that we shall remain. Yeah. Um, shall remain nameless. That shall remain nameless. <laughs> um, you met him. I, I met him, and I ran up to him and told him I had the whole story. Of that. I've been listening to your music since. Uh, since the age of 13. What was his response? He was really lovely, man. He okay, signed, cool. he, he gave me his signature, I've lost it now. Yeah. He signed on a notepad for me and he was really surprised that I yeah. came up to him to give him props for it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I've got a little random fact saying lead singer Ian Brown has claimed the song is about sin, uh, how individuals want to be idolised and how we would do anything to attain that goal. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. He's a very, he was a very wise man. He's kind of deep guy. But yeah, but then the the anti needs to allow the anti-vaccine stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he needs to stop doing that. Chat. Um, and apparently, the song was referenced by Oasis in Magic Pie, roughly about a decade later. Okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, that song was like, even though like, I think the song came out in 1989, mm. but um, and I was nine years old at the time, so I was too young to totally understand it. But yeah. it definitely, the Stone Roses had a bit of from that. Oasis and Britpop era, mm. there was a bit of a resurgence from them from, of that music, so it used to get played a lot by the kids in school. Um, and so that's how I picked up on it. Um, I think. I knew I used to wear Burberry. Okay, it's two more songs. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Edwards. Yeah. Legend. Uh, present the messenger, guide my soul. Yeah. Todd Edwards is another like. Um, Todd the God. I Todd the say. God. Todd the God. Blasphemy. I mean, but he is, he's a born again Christian. Yeah. You know, he gives out crosses at shows. Does he? Yeah. That's crazy. He gives out glowing. I don't know if he still does it, but he used to, the last show I saw him was giving out glowing crosses. <laughs> that's, that's wild. <laughs> no, but he's a, he's a G man. Like, yeah. it's, and you know, he's, I mean, he's one of the, he's one of the biggest influences on garage music and he's not even British. Mm. You know, the UK garage is such a uniquely, I wouldn't say it's uniquely British because there's elements of house music in it, but like, yeah. It's such a UK sound, but this guy, it's just kind of like, you know, I can't remember where it's from, I think it's from New Jersey or something. Mm. It's just like good energy music. Yeah, yeah. man, it's like, and obviously, like you said, he's one of the founders of it's, the genre. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, you can't, again, he's another one, you can't, you can't sort of talk about garage music and not mention Todd Edwards, mm. you know what I mean? And Definitely. You know, I feel like when I, when I started to discover more music, or when I started to learn more about other music, if it's sampling or whatever, mm. like his music is still, I love his music has still kind of stayed with me. Yeah. Um, and I would never have heard him if I was never, if I was, if I wasn't going, if I was listening to Pirate Radio, if I wasn't going to one of those sort of like raves back then. Mm. Um, so yeah. Shouts to the God Edwards. Yeah, man. And again, it's just, that music just takes me back to that period in my life where mm. I was hitting, going to the clubs or going to see Todd Edwards play and, mm. you know, luckily been able to book him since I started NTS to mm. come on the radio and or even done I've done shows with him, done mm. events with him as well. So again it's just a reference to that era of my life where everyone was all garmed up yeah. and, you know Burberry was uh was, part was, of that. was synonymous. Was synonymous, that. synonymous with that, yeah. Fully. Yeah. And the last one, hmm. Hato, the man. I mean this one is just, this is the vintage era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the trilby era, the trilby era, yeah, <laughs> yeah, terrible. Um, but yeah, this is this song is more of a personal one. It mm. was just from someone I, someone who always only ever wore Burberry. That I used to date, and was also obsessed with this song, mm. and I think that the 
and this is probably more recent, this is more like 15, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. So this is probably more recent. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, I, I've never seen anyone who just only, I'm, literally it was like head nearly head to toe Burberry. Oh, wow. It's like an obsession with the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, vintage stuff and like new stuff. Mm-hmm. And that song was like, I guess her favorite song. Mm-hmm. So, and we were just seeing each other for a while. So. Why do you think people have such an obsession with, with the brand? There's something that's like unique. I mean, there's something quite unique about mm. it. I mean, it's, it's a very British yeah. brand. So. M- maybe in a case, it's like it felt like people claimed it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the like the tribe thing. The tribe. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like you feel if you feel like you're you're, you're a certain type of person, and mm. this is part of what you are. So mm. she was really into her you know, pato, like a prog rock, mm. like progressive rock band, yeah. and a very British band as well, and. Um, uh, very British sound and I guess you know and also a very certain era is mm. quite you know quite 60s mm. uh, which you know Burberry for, you know, if you think about all the music Burberry's kind of got a wide range when it comes to the music that it's kind of linked with obviously there's the so folky British mm. side of Burberry mm. and then there's the you know the, the club stuff yeah. you know and then there's the you know the Britpop type stuff you yeah. know and it's got, got quite well rounded it touches on so many different tribes I guess yeah. and I guess for this person I was seeing um, Burberry was like the I don't want to say the uniform but it was mm. like basically the uniform yeah. of what she felt like you know but she, I mean, I remember the conversation. There was, it was a lot. Of, it was a conversation starter because I was like, "Is that all you have?" Like, for <laughs> yeah. me? It's just like, like is, is, is there any other thing that you're into? And yeah. she's like, "You know," and she's like, "Nah, just like I just really like the I like the looks. I like the colors. I like the cuts." Yeah, That's I guess it. it's also that thing where if you if you wore it, if you bumped into a member of any of those tribes, yeah, yeah. Would, there would just be like a, a recognition. Just a recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like you can see someone wear a certain thing or wear a certain piece from, and you know you kind of can guess what they're into, yeah, right? For yeah, sure. Yeah. Given the year we've all just had, yep. I guess this is probably the last question: is mm. what's become a, an important form of communication to you? Talking. Yeah. Um, I've been enjoying more than anything just going on, like, four or five hour walks mm. and just talking with people, mm. like the same person. Mm. You know, there's very few people in the world you can do that. Mm. I don't know if it's a form of communication, but before I'd much rather I would just have text that person. Mm. I don't I don't do long phone calls. It's mm. just not a thing. Yeah. But and then I don't know if it's a thing because you don't really see people that much mm. at the moment. But at least two three times a week, I'm going on log walks mm. and just catching up with like friends mm. and just walking for two, three hours, trying to get my 20,000 steps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, um, and I've really cherished it, and I don't think I'm ever going to stop it. I'm yeah. just going to keep... There's something, there's something about walking and talking with someone that brings... I don't know, it brings... It brings I don't know, it adds something to the, to the whole mm. dynamic of the yeah. conversation that you don't really get in any other form of communication. Yeah. Maybe it's also because you're like, there's an element of motion, so you're not necessarily super, super focused on the conversation, so yeah. you're just, yeah. you just talk. The flow is just kind of different, man. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, and this is a lot of people I've known for time where I have relationships with them, but it's just, 
like we're we're touching new things. And I, I, look, it could be also the what's happened this in the last year that's yeah. led us to start touching on new subjects. But mm. we're talking about stuff that I'm talking mm. about stuff with people that, and even with work, you know, mm. like you know, with Sean and I, I, I love Sean. I love like Sean and I. When we, Sean and I have our best ideas when mm. we go and when we walk and mm. talk together. Mm. Um, um, Sean is CEO of yeah. NTS. Co-founder. Co-founder, Sean, yeah, yeah. Co-founder of NTS. And um, we go and we do our walks and talks together and we have our best ideas together. It's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Well, to, 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 a lot, to many more years of NTS. Thank you. And to many more years of walking and talking. Yes, indeed. Yeah, many, many more years, many of, walking more years of walking and talking. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for that. No problem, man. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Nice one.